Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Micah McCurry, your host. I can't tell you what an incredible honor it is to be speaking to you today. You know, I had the privilege not too long ago to be up in Wisconsin preaching on a men's retreat. Had a great time with the guys up there. It was just a bonding time. It was a camaraderie time. It was a preaching time. It was a convicting time to me as well to have the opportunity to speak to people and then to hear that they listen to this radio broadcast regularly. There was about 150 men there and hear that many of them here, the Bible Tract Echoes radio program regularly means much to me. I thank you for your leader, your listenership right now as well. Now, we have a singular focus today on the broadcast. I'll tell you more about that in just a moment. Before we go any further, I've got to say thank you to each and every person that came to the grand opening of the Bible Tracks Incorporated building in Odell, Illinois. We're going to say much more about that in coming weeks because this week, as we start off the month of October, we have a focus. We are going to be looking at the most important tool, the most important weapon, the singular most important tool in the Christian's arsenal. We're going to be speaking about prayer. You know, every single time that we here at Bible Tracks Incorporated have put a special emphasis on prayer, God has done great things. And Honestly, it must show a lack of faith on my part for the fact that I'm continually, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Surprised, continually surprised by the fact that God does answer prayer. I mean, he only promises that he would in his book so many times, but for some reason, it seems to boggle my mind that when we pray, when we speak to God, he hears us. I was hearing a story, just a short little snippet of a man's life that was a real prayer warrior. And he said this, when I pray, I believe God hears me. Now that's very simple, but it's very profound. Must be a little wonder that the man that I'm speaking of had so many answers to prayer during his life. He said, when I pray, I believe God hears me. And so, as we jump in today, let me encourage you to go to the book of Matthew, the first of the Gospels, Matthew chapter number 6. Find your place there. We're going to learn some things together that I hope will be a blessing to you. We're going to look at some of the context surrounding what we call the Lord's Prayer, or more aptly called the Model Prayer. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited about the fact that I can share with you answers to prayer that God has already given us here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. He's been so very good. The fact that you're listening today, well, that's an answer to prayer. Before I began speaking just moments ago, I I took just a moment and prayed and asked God that the exact people that God wanted under the sound of my voice would tune in today. And it appears that you are one of those. And so I thank you for your time. We're in the book of Matthew chapter number six. Find your place there while you do so. Let me encourage you of the two or three things that I, if I can say, most selfish, selfishly desire from our partners, from the people that connect with us around the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated, the top two, far and away, the top two, number one, is prayer. That's why we are looking at this, the most important tool in the Christian's life, prayer. But number two is for people like you, Christians like you, to use 
gospel tracts. Now, you may be unfamiliar with gospel tracts, or you say you've been beating this drum for the past two and a half years that you've been the host of this radio broadcast. When are you going to stop talking about gospel tracts? Well, they don't appear to stop working. They appear that people keep getting saved, people keep accepting Christ, and people let us know all the time. I think we had some, I want to say 35, 30 or so last month that let us know they accepted Christ to God be the glory. Now, I'm going to ask you, would you use gospel tracts? If you're unfamiliar with gospel tracts, or maybe you need to refill refill your stockpile, you can go to BibleTracksInc.org today. That's BibleTracksInc.org. We'd love to send you some in packs of 25. We have 50 different titles. We also have a sample booklet that might be of help to you so that you can see what about our ministry uh, you get an introduction, I should say, to our ministry and also to all of our gospel tracks. Now, we are in the book of Matthew, chapter number six, just to set the stage and to provide some context for what we will be talking about this week and maybe even into next week. I don't think we can talk about prayer too much, so this may spill over into next week a little bit, but I'm going to ask you to look at Matthew chapter number six. Matthew chapter six I'll read for you from the Bible. The Bible says this, verse 1, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. We get this admonition that we are supposed to be, when specifically in our offerings and our giving and all those types of things, we're not supposed to do it in such a way that we are telling everybody else about it. But then we kind of roll this into, we continue with this idea of alms, of offerings, of of giving, but then it goes straight into prayer. But verse number two, still talking about alms, therefore, when thou doest thine alms, Do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret himself, shall reward thee openly. And so we see here God telling us that when we give, when we feel impressed upon our hearts that we need to partner with a ministry, I'm hoping you give to your local church. If you give to your local church, we're not supposed to do it with the fanfare, with pomp and circumstance. You're not supposed to front kick the double doors at the back and walk in with a treasure chest and say, I'm giving my money today. Now, you say, that's a little ostentatious. That's a little bit ridiculous. Well, there were these scribes and Pharisees that essentially did that. I mean, God wasn't really being sarcastic when he was saying, don't sound a trumpet. Don't don't have this loud fanfare because there are these, these religious leaders that wanted to let everybody know how good of a follower of God they were, and they needed to let everyone know how much they gave. The Bible says, don't do that. But then in the same token, in the same way, it repeats this admonition referring to prayer. Look at verse number five. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, 
pray to thy Father which is in, in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And so the Bible here in the first six verses of Matthew chapter number six implores us not to do our alms, our offerings in front of men, but also with our prayers, we should be like an iceberg where just 10, 15, 20% shows up out of the water, but the bottom, the foundation of that iceberg, so much of it is hidden under the water and is really because of the impenetrability of the water to our sight, it is in secret, if you will. Our prayer life should be like that. Now, this is not denouncing public prayer, meaning, uh, hey, brother, would you pray for the offering? Or would you open our service in prayer at a, at a local church? Or would you pray before this, this, this stock car race or football game or things like that? It's not denouncing that. But if we do, it's talking about our attitude, talking about what we're looking for. Are we looking for the adulation of men? I would pray not. But then we see in verse number seven, but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Can I encourage you? The Bible talks about importunity, about being willing to just knock and knock and knock and knock and knock on the door of the master uh, of the master's throne room of God Almighty, and say, "Please let me in. I've got to speak to you. I have an urgent request." And even talks about the neighbor that was just knocking and knocking and knocking, and the, at the midnight hour, then the, his neighbor opened the door and said, "What do you want?" And he finally gave him because of his importunity. That's not necessarily that's not what this is talking about here. What it's talking about is just saying things again and again, a kind of a mantra to have this kind of this hocus pocus voodoo kind of, I'm just going to say this mantra again and again, and it's going to, I'm going to cast this spell through my, no, no, friend, that is not, that is not how prayer works. And we'll get deeper into this iceberg, if you will, this week. But let me encourage you, don't use vain repetition. Verse eight, be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Oh, we could go to town on that. We serve a father that does know us and he knows our needs. We'll come back to that tomorrow. But let's very quickly, maybe you can even read with me. Verse number nine, you know these verses. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Ready? Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. I'm so excited to talk about prayer. If you'd like to partner with our ministry in prayer. Now, I realize this is a big ask. I realize that prayer is work. It's not just a flippant thing. But if you'd like to partner with us in prayer, here's how you can do so. I would ask you to text the word prayer, the word prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R, -E the word prayer to this phone number. Are you ready? 309 Seven two four zero. That's actually my phone number. You can text me directly. Re ready for that number one more time? It's three 
Text the word prayer to that phone number. I would love to hear from you. I'm not going to spam your inbox with a bunch of text messages every day. If you get more than one a week, I'd be very surprised. It'll probably be more like maybe one every other week or thereabouts. But for this month, for the month of October, we're putting an emphasis on prayer and we're asking you to pray with us. Would you consider that? We would love to have you as a prayer partner of Bible Tracks Incorporated. I greatly appreciate your listenership today. I'm going to ask you, if you would, join us again tomorrow on the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast as we talk about prayer. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.